<laughs> back on a, a real food diet. Oh yeah, I was I was kind of curious. How did you uh, survive the last few days? Oh my, I barely, barely. Um, if you guys listened to our last mini episode, that was kind of long. It was about Bonnaroo, and we're recording this one right after that. Um, I was struggling out there because I've been on this like very specific diet. It's like all whole foods, real foods, meat, fruit, vegetables, rice. Mm -hmm. And I went out there and ate fucking garbage for four days. I did have some protein shakes. So I think that that was good. But, uh, you know, like the fried food and the junk food really messed my stomach up. Was, yeah. How uh, did you... Did I uh, shit myself? Is that what you meant it? to like, say? <laughs> did it fuck up your stomach eat, going back to fried foods and all that stuff? Um, Yeah, eating fried foods now, really, it does kind of fuck me up. I didn't have too much fried stuff, really. That was more so on the drive, you right. know, because we're stopping at fast food yeah, restaurants. Yeah, and, it's, it's unavoidable. Yeah, when we first got there, I went to the media check-in, and I not only had not slept all night, I felt like fucking dog shit. And I'd eaten so much garbage on the way just yeah. to, to try and keep myself awake. I just kept eating. And <laughs> we went to check in and I gave the woman my ID. And I was just standing there holding my stomach. And I was like, oh, God. And I had my eyes closed. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I did that thing where you're on a road trip and I ate all. I don't know if it happens to anybody else, but I always feel like garbage at the end of a road trip like i have to shit fart <laughs> fucking throw up i just feel so awful and it's because i make the worst dining choices to right. eat in my car and i was like oh god oh sorry you heard that <laughs> like, yeah, i'm fine i just really need to fucking eat something that didn't come from a gas station so yeah that sucked and always switching back to my meat rice and vegetables mm -hmm. diet like every, the first few days that i'm always back on that it just it fucks with me it's painful i'm oh, good yeah, after a sucks. little bit just like yeah once the, you get used to it it's fine the but, adjustment yeah so um yeah i thought about it. i'm like next festival i go to i'm bringing my fucking colon cleanse because i gotta poop you're good <laughs> i need and i need it to happen fast i was gonna say you're gonna meal prep yeah because like when it hits bring it with you dude when it hits you it hits you but like the first bonnaroo that i went to I didn't shit for like four days and I was, a, oh. I was a little bit alarmed, but I get that thing. Like when I'm traveling, I have like a little bit of anxiety cause I'm like, I have so much to do. I just want to get there. I'm eating shitty food and it's just like all of this built up, whatever, uh, the excitement of traveling. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I get into the middle of a field and it's 90 degrees and I have to go in a porta potty and I just can't do it. And so I was like, next time I'm bringing my colon cleanse, I will shit. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise, you're just allowing your body to fully absorb all, all of, the, of nutrients. the nutrients out of every last ounce of food. Yeah, and it's probably coming then out you'll of my just, pores. Uh, you know, you're making bricks at that point. Yeah, it's dense. <laughs> but I mean, I would rather be making bricks than have diarrhea. Oh, yeah, that's worse because that, that, that can sneak up on you. And that, but it's that usually would cause a some problems. Easier cleanup, I think. Diarrhea? I mean, yeah, for me, <laughs> it's an easier cleanup. But I was thinking about this as I was in one of the porta potties sitting uh -huh. there. I was like, this would be actually a great place to to have the runs because you're not going to get any splashback. I was just going to say splashback. So deep, unless they haven't been the poop trucks haven't come around, and then you're just sitting on the shit. Yeah, 
like yeah, in the, I mean, like in the last episode. <laughs> the poop trucks were pretty. They were pretty fucking. They, yeah, they, they're doing a good job this year. They, well, they they they're they're working better, and they also have actual plumbing now too. Yes, from they, what you were saying, and so, most people line up for the flushing toilets. Yes, but I'll just go to the porta potty. Still, there's never a line, and you know, hey. as long as you get one that's not in the sun, it doesn't smell that bad. Yeah, that that's doable. You gotta. You just gotta be strategic. There yeah. are different ways to do things, and you always have to check. If you are a girl and you're going to a music festival, always check the porta potty for toilet paper because you don't want to be caught literally with your pants down sitting on someone else's shit and there's no toilet paper. <laughs> and a lot of times there isn't. So take extra napkins with you. Look for the toilet paper. Bring some shittings. Yeah. You just got to be careful. Oh, that. For, the, for those of you wondering, shittings are a real thing. They are. Oh, they are. Yeah, you can look. You can actually buy shittins. They're, they're like they're dude mittens. Wipes? Oh, Sh- it, yeah, they're mittens that are wet wipes. You put them over your whole hand, I guess, so you can like do like the credit card they're or something, s- and just <laughs> single use, right? Or do you wash? I it? mean, you got five fingers, so you got five chances, and then a palm, and well, then I guess the backside also. Well, and like I can... just said, the credit card. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. eight surfaces. Potentially um, for cleanup. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess you can just, <laughs> once you've used one finger, pull the finger inside of the glove. So you no, don't... you just curl your finger over and then you... Yeah, but you're not going to wear the glove the whole time you're walking around. What if you only no, use one? No, 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 one? I'm, 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 talking about, I'm talking about one go here. Okay, I'm saying what if you only use one finger and then you wanted to, you wouldn't reuse the glove. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like yeah, you I'm, I'm thinking like one. I'm thinking like one time use. You got eight chances to get yourself clean in that in that in that one go. So, mm. I don't but think I if, like it. If you manage to do it in one one swipe, so yeah, you probably could just uh, just pull the finger off, bring some scissors with you, cut the finger off the glove, put the glove away. Ah. Uh, it's more uh, uh, you're re- basically recycling at that point. All right, shittins. <laughs> That's great. I feel bad for everybody who clicked on this episode because they wanted to hear about the song The Way by Fastball and they got told about shit for five minutes. Yeah. I'm oh, so also, sorry. Also, I need to correct myself. Shittens are actually just in the shape of mittens. Oh, they're so not So they're gloves. not individual fingers, but... Good point. You can get some scooping action in there. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I've tried various devices. <laughs> I had one of those girl, those girl like stand up. The stand up pee things? Yeah. They, they're, what was it called? A go girl. Yeah. They also have she wees or whatever. They're basically like <laughs> dick attachments for girls. Yeah. And it's supposed to be so now you can pee anywhere. But like what they really didn't consider, or maybe they did, but you just have to deal with it, is the fact that you got to still take your fucking pants off because the zippers on girls' pants are so small that you cannot put the she-wee into the zipper and be accessing the right area of your body to not get piss all over your hmm. fucking pants. So unless you're wearing a skirt or like still got short squat. shorts. Yeah, and if you're wearing like leggings or something, then you got to take your fucking pants off to right. get yeah, the yeah. she-wee in the right position to actually like make a seal so that you don't fill the cup up and overflow onto your fucking pants. So hmm. yeah, it wasn't for me. All right. Well, uh, welcome to death by music yeah. podcast, everybody. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I am Jake. <laughs> I'm here with Alex. Uh, Cassie is out today. And today we are talking about various ways of, uh, disposable, uh, re- relieving of yourself. 
I think we should stop talking about that. I'm sorry, guys. I'll cut some of it out so it's not eight minutes and 30 seconds of, of that. Uh, hey, we're under 10, so just leave it all in there. That's... We'll be fine. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the episode now. Uh, who the fuck were we talking about? Uh, we That's were talking right, about Fastball. Fastball, yeah. So we have a little <laughs> series going on right now where we are talking about the meanings behind different songs. Uh, yes. And, oh, also, there's required listening before this episode with any of our song meaning episodes i think it's a great idea to go ahead and listen to the song oh first. yeah i had to because i yeah i i don't recall the name of the band or the song but when i heard it i was like i i kind of recognized the the chorus remember and the this from the, the 90s yeah 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 it was definitely a 90s song i remember the sound of it but when you played it it was not the song that i thought it was going to be i think yeah. i was thinking of the freshman by the verve something like that i don't know but that that's not the right song it is fastball the way go listen to it really fast and then we will talk about the meaning behind it all right now that you're back <laughs> uh this is th- this is from cbc.ca canada what the fuck can oh that makes sense all right so this is from cbc.ca which is a canadian website the article is rearview mirror the true story behind fastballs the way by alex read a cop and this is from 2016 in 1998 when fastball released their smash hit song the way most people heard the romantic tale of eternal youth and the end and an endless road trip but listen to the story behind the song and i promise you'll never hear it the same way again we began in 1986 saldo texas layla and raymond are strangers they're both grandparents both in their 70s, both of them lose their spouses and Aww. each resign to spending their golden years alone. This is until they meet each other. Sad but sweet. Sad but true. And now we're going to talk about Metallica. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Layla and Raymond fall madly in love and get married. That's a little late to get married, Ballsy, but okay. 70 yeah. years old. I mean, what do you hey. get? Well, I guess if one of them dies, then the other one gets their shit. On top of the uh, other person shit they already got. Yeah, anyways, uh, they share everything, uh, their last name, their families, their love of music. Every summer, Layla and Raymond pack up the Oldsmobile and drive 15 miles south of Saldo to Temple, Texas for their favorite fiddling festival. That sounds cool as shit. So this is 1986. All right. And in June of 1997, that's exactly what they set out to do. It's tradition. Even though Raymond was 88 and recently Holy had a fuck. stroke and Layla is 83 and starting to show signs of dementia... That day, they hit the road to the festival like a couple of crazy teenage lovebirds. I wonder who was driving. 88 years old. Hmm. I, I, I mean, people can still drive at that age. I don't know any. I mean, <laughs> you, can you do the whole, like, look over your shoulder to oncoming cars when uh, you're merging You don't thing? need to do that anymore. The car does it for you. Okay, I guess they have a new car, but they were driving but, an yeah, old Oldsmobile. Yeah, ninety-seven. So yeah, you got to turn around and do that shit. And like when you're eighty-eight, you actually have to is, pay attention. Is your coordination good enough to? Does your neck still work like that? Do you have arthritis when you turn around? Are you going to also move your hands and move the wheel by accident? Like you're turning the direction you're looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not. You can't control as much about your personal movements. I think once you're Bones just are shitting all yourself all the time, you know. Worn out. Yeah. <laughs> can't control your bowel movements. Can't control your fucking hand movement. Old people just move really slowly. At 88, I don't think I've ever met an 88-year-old that was very spry. You know, 70. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
70 might be that threshold where it starts. Back to the story. Sorry. Days later, in another part of Texas, Tony Scalzo, the bass player for the band uh, Fastball, sits down at the breakfast table with a cup of coffee and a newspaper and reads the headline, Elderly Saldo Couple Missing on a Trip to Nowhere. Layla and Raymond Howard set out for a fiddling festival and didn't come back. Their kids are worried the search parties are out. A few days later, Tony reads another headline, Family Still Mystified by Disappearance. Tony becomes obsessed with the story. Who are these people? Uh, and where are where were they going without ever knowing the way? Tony writes a song about Layla and Raymond, and it isn't until after Tony plays the, that song for his band Fastball and they decide to record it that he reads the final newspaper headline. Elderly couple found dead in car two weeks after a trip to festival. Oh, that's sad. Mm. Layla and Raymond Howard's bodies were discovered in that Oldsmobile uh, at the bottom of a canyon hundreds of miles away from where they meant to go. Oh, no. Shit. And the next year, 1998, when their children and their grandchildren got in the car, flicked on the radio, you can only imagine how they felt to hear their family story immortalized, romanticized in this song by Fastball, The Way. Wow. Damn. I wonder, yeah, if she was driving, maybe uh, her dementia played a role in that, just going the complete wrong direction. Possibly, or, and then you just you know, get lost and... Yeah, there's some confusion. If they're... Uh, well, they were in Texas, so, yeah, that the canyon makes sense. That's sad. Well, I wonder if the family was, like, upset about it, or... Well, I also wonder if they would... If somebody didn't tell them that that's what the song was about, would they even realize it? Yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah, this says this is on songfacts.com. It says 13 days after the Howards went missing, they were found in Hot Springs, Arkansas, 400 miles from their destination. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, they were still in the vehicle in Oldsmobile Delta 88, which had veered off the side of the road and was hidden in brush. Scalzo had finished writing the song when he learned that the couple had died. So that happened. They vanished on June 28th of 1997. The song was released in February of 1998. And the band was little known at the time, so it took a few months for the song to catch on. But by that summer, it was getting lots of airplay. And it got up to number five almost a year after the Howards went missing. Now, see, this is one of those songs where I'm, I'm not a lyric person. Like, I, I, I listen to the singing. The lyrics mm-hmm. generally are a back burner thing for me. Uh, if it's If it's something that I listen to enough, I will come back later and try and, you know figure out what the fuck's going on in the song. Yeah. So this is one of those songs where people interpret it to be, like in the beginning of the article, people thought it was something completely different. Like a love song and yeah. a never-ending road and, trip. But this is what it was actually about, you know, after you dig into it and f- figure out, you know, the artist actually tells you what, what their intentions behind the song was. Yeah. He said it in an interview, Tony Scalzo said, I didn't think it would be anything but an abstraction of their story. So I wasn't really thinking about that. Also, I wasn't expecting it to be a massive song that everybody liked. So I was unfettered by any of those concepts. Yeah, because they hadn't had any hits before this. Right. So you just assume like no one's going to fucking hear this. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, it gets on the radio and maybe the family has the chance to be upset about it. I kind of wonder about that with like our podcast because we talk about... Um, some different stories where there are still living relatives Mm -hmm. or the stories are recent or somebody was at whatever festival, you know. So I always wonder if they hear us telling the story, what would their reaction be? And would they 
be offended by it and what we say or would they you know respect it as the just piece of like media or writing that it is that's a good point i i think about uh uh telling the story correctly because what the fuck we are not about that no just kidding um, we well, that, that's my thing. All the time. It, it's like we we read these articles, and that's where we get the information from. Obviously, we weren't at any of these things, so we're trying to just basically retell the writings of somebody else who also was not there. And, yeah. and stuff gets lost in translation. There are bits and details. Maybe it's not important, necessarily important stuff. As long as the core story is there, if yeah. we, as, as long as we're getting that right, I, I think about that sometimes. Like if if somebody. Like you were saying, a relative or something hears us. Like that—that's my yeah. worry. Would they think that we did a good job? Yeah, that's why I try to get down to the bottom of who the people are. I mean, we've definitely had some episodes. I think where um, it feels more informational and less personal mm-hmm. to the artist. And oh, definitely. I like it to be a little bit more personal. So I try to describe um, their childhood and what what the context is for how they grew up. I like to get some personal stories from their friends and family to really paint yeah. a picture of who they were if you knew them. And I hope that we do that in a good way. Yeah, that, that gets difficult sometimes because uh, sometimes there just isn't information out there to tell. So th- yeah. there's episodes that I think about where I, I just feel like I don't, it's almost like I don't know that we maybe did them quite enough justice if that makes sense well but that's then, why we're you know, re-recording the first two seasons <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep fucking redoing them um as we get more information yeah it doesn't fucking matter look at us making it all about us <laughs> yeah damn but yeah sad story if you guys have any songs that you know have some interesting stories behind them feel free to send them to us we do have our facebook group which is death by music podcast fans and that's probably where we get the most interaction with you guys um, we did have a couple of people send us messages recently uh, that Victoria let me know about. So let me go ahead and read those. So we had one from Jacob Knoll, who is one of our Patreon subscribers, I believe. I recognize this name. And he said, hey, my name's Jacob. I'm binging on your podcast uh, and told three of my coworkers about you guys. He said, I have a recommendation for you guys, Joey Jordison, who mm-hmm. we've talked about before in Slipknot. Yeah. Um, he died in 2021 and he said, I don't think you guys covered him yet, which we haven't, but. He's one of those ones that's, it, he's on the list, but it's also such a recent thing. Yeah. I kind of want to wait for wait. more info. Yeah. So we can do him some justice, but I definitely want to do it because he was such an incredible drummer and Slipknot's one of my top five favorite bands, so. Hell yeah, brother. Jacob Knoll. Thanks for that. Also got a message from Bridget Brown, who said, thank you so much for making this podcast. I've been listening, or should I say binging the episodes for the last three weeks? You- That's exactly what the last guy said. <laughs> three. Oh, no. He said three coworkers. Never mind. I, I, I don't understand you binge people. I can't do it. I On a very rare occasion, will I ever binge anything? Like there was, I remember one Saturday, and it was probably several years ago now i don't remember what i was watching but i woke up sat on the couch and i just watched one thing all day and that's the last time i remember binging like i need to change the channel or do something else every once in a while i don't know how you guys do it i mean i would imagine if they're working at either at a desk or like in a car or something where you don't have to talk to people all day yeah yeah it'd be very easy to just put something on um i listen to podcasts when i go on road trips but right, i find it hard right. in between then to binge um even though I do sit at a desk. Yeah, I get tired of... 
I get tired of people's voices. So thanks for liking ours. Oh yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm just like how you know. But hey, if you're enjoying it, please help yourself. I, I'm glad you like down, it. Thank slow you. Slow down, because we're slowing down, so you can't just listen. Yeah, to all we of it we only have but so much content, so so maybe chill out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're not producing at the rate that we used to, which we are sorry for. But you know, we will have Ramones coming out soon. Anyways, the rest of her message, she said. Binging the episodes for the last three weeks. I love your wit and banter. <laughs> Any thoughts on doing a Judy Garland episode, which we did. Oh, we did one. Hey, get um, ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, between season four and five. So that means she's not to season four yet. All right. That's pretty good. She's got some, some stuff left to go there. Yeah, because we did Judy good Garland deal. for, we did it about a year ago this this month. Yeah, it was, it was just Pride about month. a year. Yep. And she says, or Cheryl Crow Tuesday Night Music Club Suicide. I had no fucking clue about that. So we're going to have huh. to look that up. Victoria yeah. put it on the list for us. Cheryl Crow was at Monterey this year. Um, that's yeah, that one's news to me. So we'll see what information we can find on that and what sort of episode we can put that on. If it's not a full, maybe we can at least do a mini or an extendo or something. Anyways, right. many blessings to all three of you. Bridget in Delaware. Rock on. Thanks, Bridget, for your message. Oh, we got a new patron, Kevin Mortensen. Thanks, Kevin. Cool. I mean, it's all right that I haven't checked these emails because we haven't really gotten any. <laughs> Actually, Ray- Raylan Estrada is sending us a bunch of stuff, but these are all videos, so I have to watch these. Yeah, thanks, Raylan, for continuing to reach out. And if you guys want to send us some emails and talk to us about your life, uh, what's your favorite music festival? Would you use the shittin'? Um, and how would you use it? I don't know. Let us know. Yes, please. I, I'm I'm now uh, curious. Jake's invested. <laughs> I, I had no thought of that until you just said it. <laughs> what? So, that uh, people might... how, how, how do you use it? How would you use the shit? And... Yeah, you guys heard us talk about it for eight and a half minutes. So how would you personally oh. use it? Let us know. Death by podcast. Team at gmail.com. Thanks yeah. for listening. Oh, my God. Invest in peace. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.